Receive these words from John, chapter 21, verses 1 through 19. After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples by the Sea of Tiberias, and he showed himself in this way. Gathered together there were Simon Peter, Thomas called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples. Simon Peter said to them, I'm going fishing. They said to him, we will go with you. They went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Just after daybreak, Jesus stood on the beach, but the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, children, you have no fish, have you? And they answered him, no. He said to them, cast the net to the right side of the boat and you will find some. So they cast it and now they were not able to haul it in because there were so many fish. That disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, it is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on some clothes, for he was naked, and jumped into the sea. But the other disciples came in the boat, dragging the net full of fish, for they were not far from the land, only about a hundred yards off. When they had gone ashore, they saw a charcoal fire there with fish on it and bread. Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish that you have just caught. So Simon Peter went aboard and hauled the net ashore full of large fish, 153 of them. And though there were so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. Now none of the disciples dared to ask him, who are you? Because they knew it was the Lord. Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them and did the same with the fish. This was now the third time that Jesus had appeared to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my lambs. A second time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And he said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And Jesus said to him, tend my sheep. He said to him a third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter felt hurt because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Very truly, I tell you, when you were younger, you used to fasten your own belt and go wherever you wished. But when you grow old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will fasten a belt around you and take you where you do not wish to go. He said this to indicate the kind of death by which he would glorify God. After this, he said to him, follow me. Friends, this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Good morning. When I first read the scripture, I had a few questions. What is the Sea of Tiberias? Why does no one confirm with Jesus that he's the Lord? And why on earth is Peter naked? <laughs> Before we can answer any of these questions, it's probably helpful to give a little bit of background about where we find our text today. We're at the very end of the Gospel of John. Jesus has been crucified, found by Mary Magdalene, and news of Jesus' resurrection is spread to the disciples. 
This is the final account of Jesus appearing to the disciples in the book of John, and this chapter is widely considered the epilogue of this particular gospel. We meet our disciples on the shore of the Sea of Tiberias, which is, in fact, the Sea of Galilee. They are probably still grieving and trying to figure out what they're supposed to be doing now that their leader is gone. Peter, in exasperation for something to do, or maybe in attempt to try to make things normal again, says, okay, this is messed up. I'm going fishing. The other disciples, maybe out of support or maybe because they also didn't have anything else to do, say, okay, we'll come with you. They all load up into a boat and they go fishing. They spend their entire day out on the sea fishing and catch nothing, not a single fish. Now, I am not a person that fishes, but I did one time when I was in first grade. I remember being so excited to try fishing, and I woke up bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and ready to go in the morning. We got to the small pond where we were going to be fishing in, and I lined up with all of the other first graders ready to learn. However, as the parks and rec leader showed us how to fish, I became less and less excited. <laughs> I don't know if you all know this, but fishing requires slimy worms, sharp objects, and standing around for a really long time. First grade Allison was having none of this. Hour after hour went by, and I watched all of my other friends catch fish, and I just stood there. I stood there for four hours, and I didn't catch a single fish, y'all. I was so extremely bored. So I can't imagine what it would be like to be in a boat with nets and not catch a single fish for a whole day. No offense to those of you who love fishing, but absolutely no thank you. After the disciples fished for what I imagine was a grueling day, they woke up the next morning, checked their nets, and still nothing. In the midst of feeling the emptiness in their stomachs and maybe a little bit of despair, they heard a man calling out to them on the shoreline. Children, he said, children. The disciples still wiping the sleep from their eyes and trying to wake their bodies up, slowly looked over to the shore and saw a man yelling at them. Children. Have you caught anything to eat? The disciples, probably a little bit confused as to who this guy is and why he cares if they've caught any fish, maybe he's hungry too, regardless of what his intent is, they yell back, no. The stranger smiles and yells back, try casting your nets on the other side of the boat. The disciples, thinking in their heads or maybe even wondering aloud, wait, what? This is the same sea. Why would putting our nets on the other side be helpful? 
But their noisy stomachs spoke louder than their questions and hesitance, so they cast their nets on the other side of the boat. All of a sudden, they felt a tug, and a bigger tug. And soon they needed all of the disciples to come and grab the net. There were so many fish. Astounded by what had happened, the disciple whom Jesus loved turned back to the shoreline, wondering who this prophetic stranger was, and immediately recognized the man standing there. Look, he says, it's Jesus. Peter, who, as a reminder, is apparently naked, throws a robe on and starts swimming towards the shoreline. His arms and legs can't keep up with his excitement. As the rest of the disciples reach the shore, they see a fire has been started. A table has been set for a meal. My friends, as you know, today is Higher Education Sunday. Today is a day that we celebrate our connections with institutions such as Texas Christian University and Bright Divinity School. Today we recognize and affirm the importance UCC places on education and learning and curiosity. These are such important values that UCC holds, and today we also recognize and celebrate our college students, many of whom have and will continue to participate in worship today. Austin and I are truly blessed to be able to serve and walk alongside each of them, those represented here today and more. And while today is certainly a day of celebration, I'd also like to invite us into a space of dreaming. And who better than to lead us into a dreaming space than our college and graduate students? Higher education is all about dreaming. College and graduate students spend all of their time living and living into that dream and what they're called to be in this world, into making their dreams a reality. In fact, I think that college can be one of the most whimsical and incredible places. Students take classes and study to achieve their dreams full time. And I imagine as some of you who have been in college or are in college, it is not always 100% of the time very whimsical or wonderful. It can be very stressful as well. But they're attempting to achieve their dreams of being a teacher, a social worker, a doctor, a lawyer, a supply chain, a manager, a journalist. The list goes on and on and on. And what a pure privilege it is to walk alongside these students while they find where they're called to be. But friends, part of being able to genuinely and authentically walk alongside college students involves dreaming and a little or a lot of help from our scripture today. College ministry and higher education ministry here at UCC has a rich history of serving college students well. There have been incredible ministers and volunteers who have sustained college ministry here in this building. There are excellent ministries that serve our students, such as Lunch Bunch, a weekly lunch held on Wednesdays, Centered, a worship service for our students on Sunday evenings, Finals Feast, an opportunity for our students to take a break and grab some food in the midst of a busy week. 
those and other ministries are sustaining and good, and they continue on. You all have dreamed up a vision for growing younger. And out of that dream, Russ envisioned my position, the umbrella for youth and college ministries, the minister to students. I am here and dang, do I love my job. And now, friends, the good news is that our student ministries team is complete. We have Nicole, our amazing administrative assistant. Austin, who has only been here for two months and is already such an incredible director of college ministries. And Linnea, our youth director who began just a couple of weeks ago and is already hitting the ground running. So friends, our amazing team is set, which can only mean one thing. It's time to dream. And it's time to dream big. And it is also time to find a different perspective. In our scripture today, Jesus gives the disciples a different perspective, a different way to look at their surroundings. They're still in the same sea, but Jesus tells them to throw their net on the other side to see what it might look like to cast their nets in a different way with a new and different perspective. What might it look like for us to cast our nets on the other side? What might it look like for us to dream and envision and cast our nets outside of this building and on the other side of this wall? To dream with our college students about what true ministry to college students might look like. Friends, we are poised perfectly to do this. What an incredible university we have right on the other side of this wall. But I don't need to tell you that, right? You already know how amazing TCU is. So you might be asking, what is it that we can do? What might a new perspective look like? It might mean being more invested in the life of the university, knowing more about what happens on campus and seeking out things worth celebrating and things worth praying about. This might mean being a warm and open place for all students, and maybe even those who haven't felt like they've had a home in Christianity, those who have been shunned from their homes or their home churches, or those who haven't been welcomed or affirmed, but still feel that tinge of wanting to know if God loves them for exactly who they are and who they were created to be. It will definitely mean connecting with students, introducing ourselves, inviting conversation, sponsoring a Wednesday lunch bunch, really getting to know the students in our seats and pews and sharing in love and encouragement. Friends, the college students you see here won't be here in four years or less. College is a revolving door. New students are arriving, building amazing community while they're on campus and then going out into the world to do big things all the time. This means that we need to get really good at weaving our welcome and care and love for college students into the fabric of who we are, helping them find ways to plug in and giving them a safe space where they can connect in community with each other and with the congregation. And all of this will definitely mean that we need to pray 
Pray for our students. Pray for our ministries and pray for this wonderful church and all it can be for college students. And as a reminder, it will also definitely mean that as you are dreaming that you share your dreams with Austin and me and help us make those dreams a reality. Friends, it's time to dream. It's time to dream big about who UCC can be to and for college students. It's time to measure our success by making sure that each college student that walks through our doors knows how much they are loved and cared for and that they're feeling fed and spiritually nourished. Jesus didn't tell the disciples to cast their nets for people. He told them to cast their nets so that there might be nourishment. And this brings us back to our scripture today. As soon as the disciples arrive to shore, Jesus has started a fire for them. And do you remember what the first thing that they do is? They break bread together. They share in a meal together. The disciples are fed and nourished. They participate in community together. As we travel further through our scripture, we hear Jesus ask Peter three times if he loves him mirrored by the three times Peter denies Jesus at his crucifixion. Peter says yes each time and even gets flustered the third time Jesus asks, saying, Lord, you know me. I love you. And Jesus, ever the teacher, ever patient, repeats himself as well. He tells Peter and the disciples that the way that they can show Jesus' love is by caring for his flock, by feeding them, and by taking care of them. Our scripture today ends with Jesus passing a charge to Peter and the disciples. The same words that he uses in gathering the disciples at the beginning of his ministry, the words that are so easy to hear and so easy to believe and so very hard to enact, those two words that trip us up constantly. He says, follow me. Follow me. Friends, maybe another way that we might gain a new perspective in how to care for our college students is by the simple invitation presented to Jesus, by Jesus, to his disciples. To follow him to care for his flock. In our text, Jesus calls us to gain a different and new perspective, to care well for our college students, to meet them where they're at, and to dream together how we can best be the university church that we were created to be, to reach beyond these walls and to care for and spiritually nourish and even sometimes feed the students that are on the other side of the boat, a side that we know is so incredible and so worth paying attention to. So friends, let's do it. Let's dream together. Let's gain a different perspective and let us live into who and how Jesus calls us to break bread, to feed and nourish and care for and love on these college students, to follow him with open minds and loving hearts, something that we can start right now.
Thanks be to God. Amen.